Welcome back to the One Week Podcast, everybody. I'm Jonas. I'm Matthew. And coming to you a day late is uh, our episode on A Beginner's Mind, which is the new collaborative record between Sufjan Stevens and Angelo de Augustine. Uh, so this record was announced earlier this year. They dropped a few singles that were like magnificent like it felt weird uh-huh. like out of because sufyan's been more active lately than he usually is i've been a sufyan fan for quite a while um because i grew up listening to illinois primarily which i will say i've been thinking about this a lot over the last week because sufyan obviously yeah i think illinois is probably in my top three records of all time um, and this is not an Illinois episode, but I feel that it's necessary to mention that. We're so talking. Well, I think that's where he like established himself. Yeah, I mean, like, a... like he has he has um, Michigan and Seven Swans, which were both well liked, perhaps even loved records. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Illinois kind of like shatters the like indie rock scene in 05 and is on like yeah. everybody's year end list and is ev- on everybody's end of the decade list like illinois is huge mm-hmm. and i think deservedly so i think that's pretty much a perfect record um and it's 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 clearly a milestone and a source of inspiration for so many artists one of which is obviously Angelo de Augustine, who we've talked about on the podcast before, um, in a negative light. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, having influences is one thing, but kind of, you know, being yeah. kind of the same thing as an artist. And you know, if you look, if you go back and you listen to the, the Tomb episode, you you will have more concrete thoughts of mine on this. But I, he just kind of uses Sufjan's shtick yeah. in a lot of ways, um, but kind of less effectively, at least in his solo stuff, it, to my ears. Um, I guess, you know, that's an opinion thing, but I was like, this is just kind of boring Sufjan B-side stuff yeah. that would have ended up on like a like a deluxe edition of some album. Yeah. So. Um, but he feels way more at home on this record because yeah, it's a collaborative I, one. I it think... feels a lot less like you're ripping someone off if the person you're ripping off is giving you a cosign. Yeah, and I, I mean, um, <laughs> like I knew that, um, like Tomb was released on Asthmatic Kitty Records, which yeah. is Sufjan's label, so I obviously knew he had the Sufjan seal of approval or something, if that's how labels work, I don't know. I'm not in the industry, I'm but I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Yeah, you have to sign a little sheet of it's, paper. Like if you're like if you're not like mega corporation, then yeah, I was would assume if you're signed by someone, they probably believe in you, even if they don't like your music, they believe in you. Yeah, so I don't know if Sufjan is like, this is my child, because <laughs> you know I feel like he would definitely see the similarities, we'll say, between his yeah. music and. Angelo's music, but I think that Angelo improves by leaps and bounds on this record, uh, probably because he has uh, Sufjan kind of pushing him a little bit, or you know he's kind of grifting ideas to Angelo, and Angelo can kind of put his own little spin. But at the at their core, they're still like very good ideas. But um, on this record, there aren't too many like solo Angelo moments. The only ones no. I can think of are. Um, the title track and murder and crime yeah. because Angelo kind of has like a, 
somehow slightly more boyish <laughs> version of Sufjan's voice, even though Sufjan is like exclusively falsetto. He doesn't really ever go outside of that. But Angelo has like an even kind of more infantile version of that. Um, not as like a bad thing. It's just that's how I tell them apart um, on on different tracks. Um, what I what 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 is interesting to me about this record is Sufjan is uh, you could say prolific. I, I I think that's a fair. He's he's well known. He's yeah. not, He's not a small time artist. Um, but he just he you can't you can't put him in a box. No. Um, like at all, he does whatever he wants, and that's super respectable. And you got you got Sufjan fans like uh, my father, Chris yeah, Baker, okay. who um, just won't listen to most of what Sufjan puts out because he only needs the records that fit the sound that he likes, and and that's fine. You can do that with Sufjan just because there's so much material. Yeah. Um, and prior to this record. If that's the kind of Sufjan fan you are, which I guess technically I am too, but that's only because I've never listened to some of the weirder stuff. I've, I've never attempted to. Yeah. Um, but prior to this record, you have Carrie and Lowell in 2015, which is definitely like sad, softer Sufjan. But then after that, you get like, you get weird um, mega projects and stuff. Like he has his tendency to do this like five hour long Christmas records, um, stuff like that in the meantime. He did the Call Me By Your Name soundtrack in the meantime, which was a big deal. Yeah, no. Um, but in terms of like actual albums, it was pretty sparse. And then in 2020, you got his colla- his collaborative record with his stepdad. Yeah. Um. And th- that's Aporia. And then mm-hmm. you got the Ascension, which was like major studio release. Um. And then this year you got Convocations, which was like a weird experimental instrumental thing. We don't that, ambient. We don't yeah, fix twin out here. Yeah. Conceptually sounded really cool. And then I was like, I will listen to this someday, and still haven't. It's on the list. Yeah. You know? Um. But now you got a beginner's mind. Um. And uh, as someone who likes the Sufjan suite of softer, quiet, melodic, uh, yeah, this is a great record for that. It it I think it it fits in really well with it, it with definitely that delivers kind of that. Yeah, you know if you if so if that's what you like, then you'll probably like this I record. Think, I think this is less Illinois aesthetic and more mm-hmm. Carrie and Lowell aesthetic. Because Illinois has plenty of loud moments, yeah. plenty of like very lush moments, and this this album is not without its lush moments, like the opener. Mm-hmm. This this will knock your socks off. <laughs> it got me excited for the record. I was like, okay, so Sufjan's kind of back with that sound. Um, it might be like my favorite song on the whole thing, just because it's like super dynamic. It's very warm, kind of loud. It's kind of different from a lot of the other songs in that you know it has like a chorus and a verse and a bridge. It's very traditional, but it definitely works to great effect, and it, it got my ears perked up for the record. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll pay attention to what Sufjan is doing for once. Um, and, uh, you know, great opener. So going into it, I was like, this is going to be good. And then um, Lady Macbeth, another great track, not a single. Um, even though, I, weren't there like six singles? Yeah, I only listened to the first two, because I don't know if I've ever publicly discussed my opinion on singles with you. 
I don't like more than one single for an album. I listened to the first two because they released them at the same time for this one. But after you release one single, I I just don't want to hear any more because I want to save it for the full album. Yeah. Um, so, but yes, there were six singles for this, okay. which is like half the record, I think. Yeah. Maybe a like, little bit less. There's only like 14 tracks, so yeah. you kind of get a very accurate sizable kind of chunk taste of what you're going to get. Um, but... Um, you know, Lady Macbeth, first non-single track on the record, still delivers. Yeah. You know, has this very kind of, like, dark melody on it. Um, I like how soft it is compared to the opener. It provides a nice contrast. Um, you know, a lot of the tracks kind of bleed together in my brain, so it's hard. Because for a lot of these, I'm just going to be saying, nice melody, <laughs> nice little guitar line, you know, nice subtle percussion. Um, because, you know... Um, a lot of the songs kind of have that feeling, and I think that's my major. If I had any major issue with the whole thing, and I, you know, major is kind of a, is carrying a lot of weight there. It's I, I wouldn't say that it's like a problem I have. Just something I kind of wish there was more of on the whole thing is versatility. It kind of really just fits Sufjan's established brand as an artist, and that's fine if you're good at something. Why, why do anything else? But <laughs> You know, I'm I, I very much appreciate kind of, you know, trying new things, trying different things on an album. Even if they don't pan out, I respect the attempt for the most part. Um, so I guess I would have liked to seen some variation on the whole thing. But what's here is mostly stellar. Yeah. Um, Back to Oz. Ooh, uh, boy. Great song. I love that song. Um, it has a very, very nice, like, 70s laid-back guitar mm -hmm. on the chorus. It's kind of the only song on this record that has that like electric guitar yeah. thing going on, and I think it works to great effect. And it's got a really nice chorus on it. Um, uh, it's you know strong melody. Uh, Sufjan's very good at penning kind of these very catchy melodies that'll stick in your brain. Um, so yeah, that that song delivers yeah. too. I love Back to Oz. It feels the grooviest of anything yeah, on the record. A, it's got a groove. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, coming up next, um, at this point, <laughs> at this point, okay, uh, <clears throat> I, I I don't want to like um, okay. So Pillar of Souls, <laughs> I think, is kind of my least favorite. Um, I like the tone it's going for. I kind of like the little like plucky piano thing going on, but the chorus is just so like muffled and like you can't really hear because the main draw for me for Sufjan is kind of how like baroque and like rustic i guess you could say the instrumental sound like you can hear his fingers sliding on the guitar and it's got nice like roundness to the plucks and he'll throw a xylophone on there just to get a little crazy <laughs> um though that's that's what i love the most about sufjan and i think that this kind of doesn't have any of that it doesn't really have like a memorable melody the structure is like whatever it's like verse chorus first chorus but the chorus is just so like muffled there's like way too much reverb the vocals kind of get lost um i listened to this in my car it sounded a little better because <laughs> i can't really hear that much reverb with my nasty car speakers <laughs> but with headphones i was like I, I, like it is this is not clicking with me yeah and then um you give death a bad name well, i gotta share my thoughts oh, on sorry, of souls I'm, you're I'm going through going, it I'm because tr trucking through i really like pillar of souls yeah um, 
And this is where I feel like I have to bring in my bias that will prove that I am not professional when I think about music. <laughs> you can't be a professional if you have opinions. <laughs> but like, no. Part of why I like Pillar of Souls is because this record we have not mentioned yet. Um, every song is like loosely inspired, uh, inspired by or based on a film of a varying uh, fames, fame, varying levels of fame. Yeah. Uh, and Pillar of Souls has like a lot of Hellraiser. Yeah, I, know, I noticed the soundbite lyrics. And stuff. Hellraiser is an awesome movie. And to have like this song pair with the the mental image of Hellraiser was cool to me. And it, yeah. it, it had the chorus. It felt a little bit like more contextualized for me. And it, it felt real airy and spacey. And it reminds me of like the crazy ass like scene in hellraiser where the main girl is like running through the hallway and there's the giant worm thing it just i don't know it worked for me yeah i i, I do like i do like that idea i guess that makes it a little more disappointing it, to it, me oh okay <laughs> well you know i was like yeah cool hellraiser yeah. song you don't get many of those yeah i haven't i don't think i've heard any hellraiser inspired <laughs> no, songs I have not. at least to my knowledge but I don't know. I feel like this one wasn't executed very well. I am O. That's that's fine. That's that's fine. That's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. That's fine. Um. Okay. You're telling me that if a song isn't based on a really cool movie, you don't automatically think it's a great song? Um. You know, I guess not. I guess this proves that you hate art. I don't. I don't like movies at all. Um. You give death a bad name. This is one of the singles. Um. I think this is actually one of the weaker tracks here just because it doesn't really have like a strong point in it anywhere like it it has like nice guitar you know the singing is good but um it kind of just like goes through the song there's not really any, any like structure to it um so i don't know not i like it more than pillar of souls <laughs> but um i don't know it doesn't really do it for me compared to the like knockout first three tracks yeah the first three tracks it's it's an incredible opening it's crazy yeah, so i, I have... think the first four tracks no. but <laughs> I, I, I you give death a bad name is okay i gotta come clean i don't think there's really any bad tracks on this record well, yeah i, don't think I like this like record bad. uh but yes i compared to the first four tracks you give death a bad name is not as high on we'll, the list we'll say that there are weaker songs sure. You know, yeah, I don't think there are any bad tracks. I think this is still a great record, but not all the songs are hits. Yeah, not all of them are highlights. You know, you have you have your low points in a record, <laughs> like uh, the title track doesn't really do much for me. It's an Angelo solo, um, and that's not like a mark against it, but you know, it kind of kind of just doesn't really go anywhere. It's got like this like piano lead, and Angelo is singing, but. I don't know. It really didn't leave any impact on me overall. I think, going back to the movie thing, yeah, it's fitting that Angelo D'Augustine, who I've <clears throat> publicly said I am so-so on, in his solo career at least, yeah, picked one of my least favorite movies of all time to <laughs> write his song around, Point Break. That movie sucks. I can't stand I, it. I still need to see it. I can't. Like, I watched it when I was a sophomore in high school, so maybe I'd have a different opinion on it now. It's Catherine Bigelow, who's like <laughs> crazy, accomplished, and <laughs> impressive director, 
and like one of the most important female directors of all time. But oh my gosh, I hate Point Break. You just it's didn't. So you just didn't boring. see it. It's so lame. It's you, so lame. You didn't see the genius Gary Busey of it. is like funny, I guess. Like Utah, give me two will always be a funny line, and I mean that's because. <laughs> Uh, we had a teacher in high school who Point Break was his favorite movie. Uh, Mr. McAuliffe, who's yeah. uh, definitely not listening. Uh, he loved Point Break. He swore by it. And anytime he had any possible way to talk about getting quantity of two, honestly, quantity of anything, yes, he would say, Utah, give me two. Or Utah, give me whatever the number was. Had a couple Loved models. that movie. Um, and that's the reason I watched it. I was like, oh, I want to be able to talk to Mr. McAuliffe about Point Break. Watched it, hated it, never brought it up to him because I didn't <laughs> want him to call me the kid who hated Point Break. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I, I do need to see it. Um, but outside of the Point Break influence. Yeah, that was my Point Break tangent. <laughs> the, the song really doesn't do that much for me. Yeah. Um, even with, um, you know, no influence of my opinion on Point Break. I have no opinion on Point Break, so I can't have any influence on the song. You're not missing anything. And then um, Olympus, actually another highlight for me. Yeah. I I really like. Uh, I think this is a Sufjan solo, unless Angelo has like a no, background he does, like, thing. He does backing. Yeah, I think that's that's mainly his role on this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that was that was what was funny to me. It's like build as a collaborative record, and honestly, this could have to me. With the exception of a few songs, Point Break song. Uh, <laughs> it felt like Sufjan was like, all right, I'm going to make this record. And we've been hanging out a, wa- a lot watching all these movies. So if you want to like sing in the background, you can. Uh, but like, he could have just been like not built. You, like, and I wouldn't know. I wouldn't want to be on a couple tracks. Yeah, sure. I, like, I'm sure I'm 100% sure that's not how it went. <laughs> yeah. But that's, to me, in my mind, that could have been how it went. And I know we've kind of just been dunking on Angelo de, Ag- de Augustine all episode, but uh, he's more successful you know, than me. So true. I, he's got talent. Punch he's more up. talented. Well, than yeah, me. he can play instruments, and I, uh, I and can't he can sing, do that. And he is friends with Sufjan Stevens, so I can make fun of him. He's doing just fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I, it's Sufjan's definitely the the main brain. Yeah. Of the whole thing. Um, you know, and you know, props to Angelo for kind of copping this pretty, pretty high fro- high profile collab. Yeah, with <laughs> good our boy for him. Sufjan. Good for him. Um, and it usually works. I, I, I really like how yeah. he can provide like no, harmonies yeah, on the choruses and stuff. They've got chemistry. And you know, when you sound exactly the same, <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can really match well on a track. There's a lot of chemistry there. Yeah. Um, and on Olympus, it works. Um, I really like the the reverb on the chorus, um, and I I like the run ups to the chorus. I think the chorus is the centerpiece of this song that really yeah. sells it for me. And the verses aren't like bad or anything, but um, this was one of the first two singles, and as I said, those are the only ones I listened to. Yeah, it it was a big hook for me. Like I was like, oh, these two are what you're opening with. I gotta check this out. I have to. Oh yeah, and then um okay next murder and crime. Another kind of Angelo solo, at least I think so, because of the vocals. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a little guessing. I haven't actually checked. 
but using my ears, which is what you use for listening to music. <laughs> that That is the conclusion I've drawn. And actually, I kind of like this one. Yeah, this is way better than... I like... It's a, it's a lot point break. softer. Um, it kind of has a nice progression with like the first verse having just like piano and then the chorus, which sounds like... The chorus sounds really nice. Like this is a very pristine chorus. And then um, there's like a little subtle percussion kind of like... A tip tap it. I don't know if it's like a snare. I don't know anything about drums, but um, I assume it's like a snare, like a tambourine. Um, sounds really nice, and it, it adds a lot to the whole thing. And yeah, Angelo comes through with a with a with a good one Angelo, on this track. You're you're all right. You're <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, right guy. And then this is the thing. Um, I love this song. Yeah. This this is this is a really nice song. Um, it's got you know. Sufjan's on it. He comes through with like very nice, like strong opening with the verse, and then there's like these like stuttering synths in the background that I really really like. I those add a lot to my enjoyment of the track. Um, I think this is a, I think it's a really pretty chorus. I think and yes. like the 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 actual lyrics. I like them, and that's. I'm saying real simplistic thoughts, but in my brain, yep. this was a uh, this this song was inspired by the thing by John Carpenter, <laughs> and uh, I didn't look up the lyrics, so in my in my mind, this is still about that. <laughs> so that's my fan fiction on this song. I um, like I I wonder I want to know how many because I think they said that the creative process for this record was they'd watch a movie like every night and sometimes they, that would inspire them to write a song. Yeah, I don't know what the, the workflow was but like, like, but I'm sure it was How many movies did they watch that didn't make the cut? I gotta I know. know. I mean, they might like release like a deluxe because I think this album's probably doing well at least I've, from what I've gathered. I've seen it do very well. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, a month or so from now we get, like, a deluxe or, like, a B-Sides. I'm, I'm sure this doesn't bother Sufjan because he does whatever he wants, but it is it is kind of funny to me to have him have, like, big deal releases, like Aporia and... Um, uh, I'm already forgetting the name of it. The Ambia one? Um well, that one kind of got like a notable release, The Ascension. Yeah. Oh, that one. Um, both of those were like pretty heavily pushed by him, at least. Like he advertised them, and like nobody really talked about them. Like people kind of talked about The Ascension, um, but like then he comes out with one of his like softer indie records, and people are like, "Oh my God, gosh, Sufjan is back!" Sufjan it's came out of his like cave. Six years. Like you'd think Sufjan was like Fiona Apple release schedule. <laughs> like people are like, he only releases an album every eight years, but he doesn't. He on average, I think he releases like two a year. Like he releases so much music. Yeah, if you got you know if you, if you got a bunch of vanilla indie bro fans, yeah. you kind of get that. I guess I'm a vanilla thing. indie bro fan. Because I haven't listened to Age of Odds yet. Well, yeah, you can at least acknowledge that he comes out with a lot of music. You yeah. Know? Like, okay, so Sufjan has like uh, Illinois and then, <laughs> then he was uh, gone Gary for and ten Lowell. years. And then he was gone for another and six. And uh, this uh, this new one with uh, this guy. <laughs> and they they like watch movies. <laughs> and it sounds like Harry and Lowell. <laughs> you gotta listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. 
Nature of Body and Mind, another highlight for yep. me. I really good. like I really like the the kind of the themes of identity on this one. This was the one where the lyrics kind of stuck out to me because I you know when I listen to these I don't really look at the lyrics anymore. I don't know I just kind of go off like a sound basis for a record that, like, like this. Yeah, stuff that like jumps out at me. It'll you know I'll I'll talk about it a little bit and this one is definitely one of them. Yeah, just kind of like with the it's your it's your body yeah. it's your mind. And I was like, okay, so this song is about the Matrix. They watched the Matrix, <laughs> and they made this song. So uh, that's what I'm going with. Sure, I, 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 I wish I had listened to them all and tried to guess what movie they watched. Yeah. That you sound like you had a way more fun I was, time. I was a fun and I game. still liked this album, but you, you had fun with it. And then I'm um, lost in the world. So I was like, this one isn't based off a movie. This is based off that Kanye West song <laughs> of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy with Bodie Ver. <laughs> lost in the world. Um, so that's what it is. Although this song is kind of eh, for me. Like there's a there's like an interesting build up on the verse, but then the chorus just kind of like is is like a like a kind of like a, a whoosh. It's kind of like a like a. a I was going to say a break, breaking wind. Why am I thinking of breaking wind? It's a fart, I guess. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I, I, I've been like following along the track list and I just clicked on a link on accident that takes you to the movie reference guide <laughs> to the album. They made a website for it. I guess that makes sense. And this is the thing is based off of the thing. Yeah! <laughs> But not it's your own body and mind was not the Matrix that Whatever. was based off of a movie called She's Got to Have It so that makes sense. Whatever you know, music is up to the listener yeah. to interpret. So that's what I've done here. Also, apparently, Pillar of Souls was Hellraiser three. I haven't made it that Just far. Just three. The, I haven't made it that Only far three. in the franchise. Um, I don't why I don't know why they chose. Do you think they watched like all of them and then they were like, we can like three I, is like, the one we got to make a song about? Maybe. Like, does somebody sit down and be like, I want to watch the third Hellraiser? That series notoriously drops off incredibly quickly. I honestly don't know. Yeah. Sufjan does stuff. He's weird. So it would make complete sense if yeah. he was like, okay, we're watching Hellraiser the third, and then we're going to make a song about it, Angelo. I'm so glad I found this website. This is the best thing ever. If you click on any of them, it links you to Letterboxd. <laughs> these, these nerds. <laughs> these nerds. Um, so, Lost in the World, uh, Wet Fart Chorus, no, Dry dry Fart Chorus. Well, you know. Devalued the art. Because he just says, you're lost in the world, and then there's, like, kind of, like, this boring, like, synth guitar type <laughs> thing going on in the background. It's not bad. It just kind of leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> so, you know, kind of a, kind of a low point for me. But then, then Fictional California. Yeah. Really like this song. It's got, yeah. it's probably got the most, like, exciting vocal performance of the whole thing uh for some reason i imagined uh sufyan is like this woodland elf he's like <laughs> <laughs> so you just like it's, what i don't know he just has like this very like bouncy kind of like playful tone with his voice going on mm -hmm. that i like quite a bit so um that stuck out to me and then you know as usual nice guitar line nice chorus um, but it has just enough to stick out to me with that vocal performance where it's, you know, kind of, a, uh, I, I like the, the moment on the record. Yeah. And then, I'm going to say this wrong, 
Am I saying it wrong? Is it is it is it Chimerian? I think it's Sumerian, Sumerian? but I, I don't know either. Really, we'll go with Sumerian. Um, I really quite like this song yeah. a lot. Um, and it's it's very like dynamic. You yeah. know, it's it's it starts as like you know kind of like a low key subdued kind of minor key song, but then near the end. You like this, like you get like these evil synth, yeah. like horns or something, and I'm like, Sufjan, you finally figured out how to fuse your two like <laughs> musical styles in like an organic way, yeah. which I I really really liked, and that's kind of why it sticks out to me a lot. And this was one of the singles, so I already knew that like I really liked this song, but then on the record, I was like. Oh, so it's like the only song that's like this. Yeah. Which, you know, it's a little disappointing. I wish he did it a little more, but, you know, I'll take what I can get, and it's pretty good. I think conceptually it's the most interesting song on the record because it's the Silence of the Lambs track, but it's about Buffalo Bill. Yeah. But it's like sympathetic it's in a way. Pro Buffalo yeah. Bill. Yeah. Um, which very interesting. I think Buffalo Bill's like one of the most complex characters to talk about in a movie ever i've seen so many different videos about that character about different subjects there's, like not about the about. same thing there's quite a bit it's to talk about so, about buffalo bill it was and here is another example of media that was like hey i'm gonna talk about buffalo bill but in a completely separate Dude, way to what you're used to like, and uh you know you got me Sufjan. you can make you can make like a sizable amount of content about Buffalo Bill in a movie with Hannibal Lecter in it. Yep. Like Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal Lecter, and yep. Clarice. It sounds like is really good. It's really good. Besides <coughs> the point, we're talking about movies now. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that. I, you know me. I talk about movies sometimes. And then um, Lacrime, honestly, mm, like as a closer, it's fine, but you know it doesn't. And honestly, I, I don't really remember that much about it. Yeah, uh, To me, it was gateway back into Reach Out, because I would just be looping the album. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm. this album is really good uh, for me to just have on all the time. And yeah. I don't want to say it's background music, because that's not how I feel about it. It's just, it's very good, uh, like, listen to this as I do other things, but still take in the music. It's not background music. Yeah, I'm not saying it's background music. No, there's there's a lot like you can you can have it in the background because it, yeah. it can kind of do that you yeah. know on its own. But like when you zone in on it, yeah. there's still a lot to enjoy. Yeah, and um, no matter where I am or what I'm doing, when Back to Oz comes on, I'm like, <laughs> like Oz. monkey brain activates. That Ooh. song is so good. True. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah, I, I I really like it. There's a couple things that keep me from like loving it. As much as I want to, um, but yeah, I was I was impressed with a lot of it. Definitely with Angelo because you know as, as you, he came through as the as the dedicated one a week listeners know. <laughs> I was not really fond of his his record that we talked about. Yeah, but yeah, he delivered. None on of this us one. were. That was really funny to me because <laughs> we definitely had that record picked. I know Charlotte picked that record because of this album's like announcement and the singles coming out. And all three of us were like varying degrees of eh. <laughs> I think I was the most like oh, mean for sure. about it. Someone's got to be. Yeah. Like, I, you know how many times I've re- revisited anything from that record since then? 
Zero. Yeah, no, I haven't even... I don't... I keep a journal of everything I've listened to this year, and I have a playlist of my favorite song from every album. I don't remember what I put on this playlist, or if I did from him. I remember I remember there were, like, two songs that I was like, okay, these are good. These these have, like, like actual I literally ideas. didn't. I forgot <laughs> to put them on the playlist. Oopsies. Oh, my gosh. I got it, like... Oh. It was Ooh. kind of a, uh, like, a, a wallpaper moment. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, but... Oh my gosh, if you go to his page, all five of his most streamed songs are off of oh, yeah, this new album. Yeah, who's listening to this? <laughs> like, this is his best material, so In why would popular you... releases section, it's the album and all the singles. Why would you listen to, like, the mid stuff when yeah. you got good stuff? Like, Damn, the I, I feel moments bad on now. This, like, a beginner's mind, which is, like, the weakest Angelo moment is like probably better than everything on yeah. Tomb. Yeah. If you ask me, I would have to go back to listen to verify, but just based on memory alone, yeah. I that's what I think. True. So, uh I'm I'm glad he came through on this one. Um Sufjan definitely came through. Yep. It delivered what I wanted it to deliver. It had a couple AM moments, but nothing bad. So, uh you know, favorite track probably reach out just because of how like it punched me in the face, yeah, so, a while ago, and it's it's still as good as I remember it, to, it as it being. So, um, I don't really, th- I mean, least favorite track probably Pillar of Souls, but you know, in terms of just the rest of the album, not yeah. that bad. Um, so probably feeling a, a B plus on this one. Uh, favorite track, Back to Oz, love it. Yep, I will be putting that on loop uh, forever. Uh, I'm feeling an A minus. I like this album quite a bit. Nice. We've had a lot of high scores, which makes me want to ask. Uh, believe it or not, Matthew and I have not had this conversation, even though we live together and always are listening to music and talk about music. Yeah. What have you been listening to lately? Because I don't, I genuinely don't know. What have I been listening to? Like, I obviously I know what you listen to for the podcast, but like every once in a while, we'll we'll talk about music for like a little bit of an extended period of time. And you'll always be like, oh, yeah, I've been listening to blank. And I'm like, I have no idea what that is or <laughs> when you started listening to it. Uh-oh. And it, is, it has not always been that way. Usually we, I felt like we were pretty like in the loop of even non-podcast stuff we were listening to. But I don't know. Um, okay, so I've been jumping between a lot of stuff. But the stuff I've kind of been uh, – stuff I've kind of had on heavy, um, there's uh, the 2020 Chloe and Hallie record, Ungodly Hour. I mm-hmm. think this is pretty dang good. Yeah. Um, I have been heavy bumping Songs for the Deaf by Queens of the Stone Age. This record is real, 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 real good. I see. I have, I had no idea you were listening to either of those at all. Um, and I've listened to a lot. I've listened to Bottomless Fit by Death Grips <laughs> quite a bit um, over the past week or so. Okay. Um, so, because, like, the past, like, two months or so, I'll just, like, kind of have something on, like, rotation for, like, two days. Yeah. And then completely switch and it kind of gets in the way sometimes of the podcast because like this whole past like the past week i've been like listening to the queens of the stone age record yeah like uh, like probably every day and then i was like oops i have to listen to the sufjan new sufjan record i uh (laughs) i went through a multi-month period where i was kind of just tired of music (laughs) because (laughs) i can't believe i'm saying that because I started out this year listening to, like, six records a week, like, multiple times through each of them. Like, it was a ton. I had reached, like, a hundred new records before, like, 
the end of March. It was so many. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that math adds up. I'm throwing numbers out there. It don't matter. I know it was like 100 before the end of March. Um, and then I get to June, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do one record every day and do a video about them, which, I mean, you I, you know I, I did yeah. that. You were there. Um, and it drained me. It was so exhausting. <laughs> and it wasn't fun anymore. I was, you know, I have, I have fun listening to music. It was no longer fun because yeah. I was like, oh, I got to listen to this and I got to talk, talk about, about it. I got to edit it. I got to upload it. Which, like, boo-hoo me. But, like, it, it took the fun out of it. And yeah. I literally, like, couldn't get that feeling back until... September. Like, September, all of a sudden, I was like, okay, um, I'm ready to listen to more music. And it wasn't, like, a conscious decision I made. And, like, when I started the year, I was, like, one record, one new record every week. I still followed through on that, obviously, for the podcast. And and usually, it it ended up being one or two. But, like, since the start of September, I've listened to, like, it's back to, like, four or five new records every week. And it's... Thank God I missed it so much, and I didn't know I missed it because I was so busy not wanting to do it. Um, yeah, I. But like for a while, I was just listening to new stuff. But new stuff has been kind of disappointing. Like uh, Kanye was like really mid to mm-hmm. me, even though a lot of people really like it. Um, I don't know. I didn't listen to Drake, so I really. Can't I talk did. About that. It was uh, it was a Drake record. It was exactly what it was better than Scorpion, in my opinion. I I, I hate yeah, Scorpion. Last, last Drake record I listened to all the way through was uh, Scorpion, and I, I didn't it's, really Scorpion's like it at all. Despicable, um, <laughs> like in terms of quality. So I've just kind of been like looking for like I've like if Spotify's like recommended for today, and it's like a thing that looks interesting. I'll just listen to it. Have you listened to the new Idol single? I haven't. Oh my gosh. Nice. It's so good. Epic. I think it is so good. Like, I, I, I genuinely, it came out like a few days ago. It's probably one of the best songs to come out this year. Like, best single tracks. Yeah, like, I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. Um, and it, I can't believe they're already releasing another record. So I'm really excited for that, and I hope the rest of the record matches how much I like the single that came out. Yeah. And if they drop another single, I probably won't listen to it. I'll wait for the record. Because it comes out like this year. I've listened to the Illuminati Hotties record that came out today. I've only listened to it once. I'm a little bit worried. It didn't stick out to me as much as her last record did. Because when I listened to her last record... Immediately, I was like, "Oh, there's there's something going on here." And this one, I was like, "Yeah, you know, it happens." Yeah, you know what it happened with that new Poppy record? Super like uninteresting, underwhelming. Yeah, and I've listened to that many times through, and every time I'm like, "It's I'm gonna like it more. I'm gonna like it more." And It'll I just haven't. This time. I haven't. It's um, boring. Well. A record that I listened to recently was um, um, Jack White, Boarding House Reach. Really liked that. So that inspired next week's pick, which is Elephant by The White Stripes. Came out in 2003. You know, it's Jack White's band. Um, It's the album with Seven Nation Army on it. (laughs) So you already know we got a classic on the way. A plus record. I'm calling it right now. 
So um, I have never listened to a full White Stripes record. Is that bad? I've I've heard maybe three White Stripes songs in my entire life. You heard Hotel Yorba? That's a banger. No, that's the first White Stripes song I ever heard before Seven Nation Arm. Really good Um, song. So since everyone on planet Earth who has ears that work has heard Seven Nation Army, um, you know, I already kind of know what I'm getting myself into, but I still kind of want to see it. So, you know, that's what we'll be talking about next week. Cool. Thank you, guys.